Good morning, everyone. We are so glad you're with us. And good morning to all the people that are watching on their back patios. Good morning. And if you're watching in your pajamas this morning, that's awesome. Congratulations. So I uh, uh, wanted to let everybody know, uh, whether you're here or online, we have these Thanksgiving bags, which I bet you've done them before. These go to the Salvation Army every Thanksgiving. There's a list of what you put in there. And you know what? If you don't even want to come by and pick up a bag, we have the list on the church website, and you can just go bring, bring these items to the church. Um, we would love for you to help out with that. Pastor Sam is starting a Bible study on Wednesday nights right here in the sanctuary. And Harriet Murray is also going to have a class in person on Wednesday nights. But here's the really cool thing about Pastor Sam's Adam Hamilton Incarnation Bible Study. It's going to start in December, but it's going to be awesome. But if you don't want to come in person, you can watch it online. How awesome is that? Everybody's going to want to come to that. It's going to be great. Gadsden State Community College is going to have a concert here uh, in the sanctuary November 18th at 2 p.m. And our very own J.T. Harrell is going to be leading that choir. How cool is that, Jay? It's going to be awesome. So, um, and here's our last announcement. This is my favorite one. Luke over here is so, I wish you could see Luke's face. He's so excited about this. Uh, the children's ministry fall picnic is today from 1230 to 2 at Jennifer Smith's house. It's going to be fantastic. All you have to bring is just bring a chair. All the food's provided. It's going to be great. So bring your family and enjoy that as well. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come worship together today. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. 
Good morning, everybody. I'm glad to see you here, and I know that you're at home and you're watching with us. We're connected to you, whether you're here in the sanctuary or whether you're um, sitting on your back patio, like Pastor Andy said. Um, it's a privilege to worship with you today. Miss Catherine is going to take good care of our kids. Any of any kids or any grown-ups that that want to go with Miss Catherine, I know that you'll be in good hands. So uh, they're excited about the picnic this afternoon too. Um, it's just a wonderful time to be alive. It's a wonderful time to be in ministry. Uh, thank you for your support. If you haven't sent in your, uh, your pledge card, if you got one of these in the mail, we need to know how to plan for 2021. We need uh, connection. We need ministry now more than ever. We're exploring new ways to be uh, in digital ministry together and, and knowing how to expand our digital ministry uh, and getting creative. We gotta be creative. And thank you for your support. We still need it. If you have a prayer request, just please send it to um, our church website or email it to us, fumc at fumcgaston.org. Um, say hello to us in the comment section if you're worshiping with us um, on Facebook Live or on YouTube or uh, ministrysermon.net. Join me as we pray this morning. Lord, what a day to be alive. We are going through so many different transitions. We have different issues we're dealing with and different anxieties, but you're still the same. You're the same awesome God. And none of this, Lord, is a surprise to you. And none of whatever we're going through right now is too big for you to handle. So be with us, walk with us, lift up those who are grieving today, Give hope to those who need it today. Healing, Lord, to our nation, to our families. And Lord, help us to consider in our hearts what we can do for you in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thank you so much to our praise team and our, uh, our tech crew back there. You can't see them, but they're awesome back there. So, um, all month long we're talking about what we can do with a thankful heart because a thankful heart is what we have all year round, not just on one day in November. But that's kind of our theme for the month of November is doing what we do and doing it with a thankful heart. And today our scripture comes from Psalm 116, verses 12 through 19. If you want to follow along with, with me there, or the words will be up on the screen. Psalm 116, verses 12 through 19. What shall I return to the Lord for all his bounty to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful ones. O Lord, I am your servant. I am your servant, the child of your serving girl. You have loosed my bonds. I will offer to you a a thanksgiving sacrifice and call on the name of the Lord. I'll pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. In the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, O Jerusalem, praise the Lord. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sometimes something dramatic can happen in your life, and, and once you make it through that dramatic thing, it changes you. It changes your relationship to God, to life. Um, that happened to a friend of mine. Um, I, I lost a friend this year back in June. Uh, he was a great guy, a guy named Steve, and he, he died at age 63, way too young. None of us wanted him to go. But um, Steve was a wonderful guy. He grew up in Louisiana, and I just have to tell you, uh, Steve kind of got off on the wrong track. He was, as we say in the country, wild as a buck growing up and he got in with the wrong crowd and he got into trouble he got into drugs and then he got into stealing things to support the drug habit and he just got in trouble with the law um, more times than you could count he got thrown in jail and it finally got so bad that the last time he got out of jail part of the the terms for his release was Uh, you got to leave the state of Louisiana and never come back across that state line. So basically he got kicked out of his home. And he wandered around for a while. He ended up uh, in Nebraska. Again, he got off on the wrong track, got in with the wrong crowd. And by this time, he was the wrong crowd. (laughs) You hear what I'm saying? He... uh, He got in trouble with the law again, and this time he went to the penitentiary, and he was doing hard time as a young man. He told me about that time in his life, and he said that uh, he basically thought he was not going to live through it. He said he had a recurring dream over and over again, almost nightly. And in his dream, he, he had this strong sense that he was not going to live to see his 25th birthday. And in a, in a way, his dream came true because uh, through uh, 
through uh, uh, an elderly man who was in the cell next to him and through a prison ministry and through God working in his life when he was at his lowest point two months before he turned 25 he gave his life to Christ and according to him this is the way Steve puts it the old Steve died and the new Steve started to live so once he got out of jail, he became a pastor, he got married, he ended up having children and grandchildren, and at the time of his death, he had been at his church, Abundant Grace Church, he had been at Abundant Grace for 21 years, serving as pastor there. So you never know, I guess the point is, you never know what God is going to do when a person is at their lowest, and God comes into their life and brings them through a tragedy and they come out on the other side alive, alive. This last week I was listening to uh, Al Green on my Spotify. I know I'm an, I'm an old codger, but I, I, love the, I love the old music. You know, Al Green, let's stay together. I promise I won't sing anymore, but maybe I might. Um, but I was thinking not just about his music, but I was thinking about his life, you know, his story. Because when I was a teenager, I was really into his music. As I was into all of that music, you know. And I, I remember his story. He was living in Memphis, and he was, you know, kind of starting to get famous. And he had a terrible fight with his girlfriend. And his girlfriend threw a pot of boiling grits on him. And he was severely burned. I mean, just think about it. He was severely burned. And after she hit him with the pot of boiling grits, she went and she killed herself. She committed suicide. And so he was not only um, just traumatized and badly burned, he was just shaken to the core. And he didn't know if he, he thought he wasn't going to make it. He didn't know if he wanted to make it at this point in his life and at this desperate point in his life he turned to God and uh, God saved him God heard his cry and he's you know Al Green is still in Memphis today but if you look him up you'll notice his name is the Reverend Al Green because he is actually minister at a church called the Full Gospel Tabernacle I haven't been there, but it's kind of over close to Graceland. And wouldn't you love to go to church there? Uh, that'd be awesome. Something else I was listening to this, this last week uh, is Bob Dylan. I know all of you know who Bob Dylan is. My daughter, Emily Kate, uh, took a, a, cl a class in Jan term at uh, Birmingham Southern on the poetry of Bob Dylan. She can tell you a lot more about Bob Dylan than her daddy can. <laughs> But I can say something that she can't say because when I was in college at UNA in the late 70s and the early 80s, just down the road from Florence in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Bob Dylan came to record his second of his three gospel albums. Did you know Bob Dylan had gospel albums? And his second one is the best of the three, according to me and according to music critics. But... Um, it was just, it was a, a powerful, it made a powerful impression on me. 
you know, to hear him singing these, these songs that he wrote. And I got this, the, the album was called Saved. And I got the album, and I say album, but I got the cassette tape, you know, because I was cool and I had outgrown eight tracks by this point. And so I got the cassette tape, and I just about wore out that cassette tape listening to Bob Dylan's songs. And one of my favorite songs on the album is called what can I do for you? And it goes, you've given everything to me. What can I do for you? Talking to God. You've given me eyes to see. What can I do for you? And then the song goes on to talk about how that the Lord had brought him through so many times that he didn't think he was going to make it. He didn't think he was going to live through it for sure. And I won't read to you all the lyrics, but I do want to I, I share these with you. Bob Dylan's words, you've given me all there is to give. What can I give for you? You've given me life to live. How can I live for you? And this is kind of the personal story. He says, I know all about poison. I know about fiery darts. I don't care how rough the road is. Show me where it starts. Whatever pleases you, tell it to my heart. Well, I don't deserve it, but I sure did make it through. What can I do for you? Now, I know not everybody likes Bob Dylan, and and you just kind of have to have a certain taste for that kind of music. And not everybody that likes Bob Dylan likes his gospel stuff. I know that. But what I want us to do just for a moment today is to just focus on that sentiment, that question that he asks in a way that only Bob Dylan can ask. God after all that you've brought me through, after all you've done for me, now what can I do for you? Psalm 116 has a, a, a man that's in a similar situation. He's, he's in a place where he really thinks he's going to die. He just thinks this is the end. He says this in Psalm 116. He says, The snares of death encompassed me. The pangs of Sheol, which is the place of the dead, the pangs of Sheol laid hold of me. I suffered distress and anguish. Then I called on the name of the Lord. O Lord, I pray, save my life. And then he says, For you, God, delivered my soul from death. My eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. I walked before the Lord in the land of the living. In other words, I lived through it, God. I kept my faith even when I said I'm greatly afflicted. And then this psalmist in Psalm 116, I'm talking a, a thousand years before the birth of Christ and 2,000 years before the birth of Bob Dylan, asks this same question, what shall I return to you, Lord, for all your bounty to me? What can I give to you, God? Because my heart's just thankful. I'm just thankful that I made it through. So here are four things that the psalmist says that he's going to give to God. The way that he's going to show God he's got a thankful heart. And uh, one is that he said, I'm going to bring a thank offering to you, God. And this, uh, in verse 17, he says, I'm going to bring a thank offering. This goes back to the ancient practice of the Israelites that you can read about if you go back and, and read in the book of Leviticus in chapter 3 and chapter 7 
all of the, uh, the details uh, and sometimes kind of gory details of the animal sacrifices that they did. And they had sacrifices for everything. They had guilt offerings. They had sin offerings. They had very specific things they were supposed to do and offer these sacrifices on the altar. But one of the altar uh, offerings that they describe in Leviticus is kind of different. It's a free will offering. It's, it's just a voluntary thing, and it was called a thank offering or a, or a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Sometimes it was called that. And it was just one of those things that, that people said, you know, I am thankful that you brought me through, God. And so I'm giving this thank offering to you. So that's one of the things he said he's going to do to show his thankful heart. The second thing he said he was going to do is he said, I'm going to lift up the cup of salvation. Now, this was part of the, of the sacrifice process where the priest would lift up a cup of wine and, and he would pour part of that wine on the altar. And the symbolism here is, is that the person is saying, I'm, I'm, my life is being poured out to you in service, God, like this wine on the altar I'm pouring out my life to serve you. And it was called a cup of salvation because the psalmist literally thought he wasn't going to make it. He thought he was going to die. He might have died. But God saved him, so he's lifting up the cup of salvation. And he says, now what am I going to do? I'm going to pour out my life. And this, this idea of, of pouring out your life in service is something that you find over into the New Testament uh, Paul wrote Timothy in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4 and he was coming to the end of his days and Paul said this to young Timothy. He said, my life has been poured out like a drink offering. Again, picture the priest pouring out the wine on the altar. And this is the same passage where he said, I fought the good fight. I've kept the, I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Y'all have probably heard that one. And so Paul had this attitude. God... You've brought me through so much, I shouldn't even be alive today. But what I have, what I have left in the cup, I'm pouring out for you. The third thing the psalmist said is, I'm going to show my thankful heart by, by sharing my food with my family and my friends. And after the sacrifice of thanksgiving was made and after the priest lifted the cup and poured out uh, some of the, the wine onto the altar, then the priest would hold back some of the food, you see, uh, to have a feast afterwards, what we would call a barbecue, right? Well, I mean, it's meat cooked on fire, so barbecue. So um, the worshiper would take that food that had been barbecued and have a feast with his family and his friends, would share the food with the people around him. And then during the course of this feast, the worshiper would stand up publicly and say, I'm calling on the name of the Lord because none of this would be possible unless the Lord had blessed us. In other words, thank you, Lord, for your mercies on me publicly. A blessing, if you will. And then the fourth thing the psalmist said I'm going to do because I've got a thankful heart is following all that ceremony, following the thank offering and the, the pouring out of the cup of salvation and, and the feast with family and friends. This is what the psalmist said I'm going to do. And this is between you and me, God. 
I'm going to keep the vows that I made to you. You know, when I was at the lowest point, you ever, you ever been at one of those lowest points and you made promises to God? I know you have. We all have. But the psalmist said, you know, I'm actually going to keep those vows. I'm going to keep those promises I made because you're faithful, God. I'm going to be faithful, too. Um, so let's just stop right here for a second. Because this, this, is, this is not anything if we don't take this in, right? If we don't take this and apply it to our lives. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you to try on for size this question today, right? This one thing. God, in this moment in time, what can I do for you? You know, because we have thankful hearts too, don't we? If we don't, we should have. I mean, aren't you thankful that God has brought you through this far? It's, uh, you think about that sometimes on on your birthday. It's just like, oh, uh, another birthday has rolled around. Or you think about coming to the end of a year and, and you think, man, 2020's been hard. And, but we've, We've made it through, and aren't you thankful? As the old song says, through many dangers, toils, and snares, we have already come, right? And the way we show our thankful heart, I'd like to suggest that maybe we could do the same four things that the psalmist did. Maybe we could bring our thank offering before God this year. And I I showed the, the card, the generosity card that you've gotten in the mail uh you know we don't go out to the flock and bring in a a sheep or a goat or whatever and and kill it and put it on the altar but in a way we take what god has blessed us with and we say here god you have made me able to do this i'm going to bring my thank offering to you i'm not doing it out of guilt i'm not doing it out of compulsion i'm not doing it because i have to i'm doing it because i'm thankful that I'm able to do that. And then the second thing maybe we could do is maybe we too could lift up the cup of salvation. Okay, because we, maybe we wouldn't have been here. You know, certainly God has made us here. We're here for some reason. Maybe we could lift up the cup of salvation and pour out our life in service. Whatever it is that we have in there, whatever talents and gifts we have to pour them out in use for God and serve. We talked about serving with Thanksgiving last week. I've had people say, well, I just don't know what I could do. I don't know what, I, I don't know what my calling is. I don't know what I could do. And a general rule of thumb is this. We pray, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And my rule of thumb is to look around you and see what doesn't look like heaven and try to make it look more like The kingdom of God come to earth. And wherever you see a need and it crosses, intersects with your passion, that's what your calling is. That's what your calling is. Start there. Wherever your your passion intersects a need, try to make it look more like the kingdom of God. That's pouring out our lives like the cup of salvation. And then when we, we share food together... And I know that you're going to share food with, with somebody somewhere. Maybe, 
I don't know if you can gather with your family on Thanksgiving or if you'll have to do it differently. I don't know. We're probably going to have to Skype during some of our holiday plans. But wherever you are, however you share food together, would you just publicly say for all your friends and family, I am thankful to the Lord. You know, I, I, I'm done. I know that without God, we would not have made it through. I would not have this food on the table. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And when we share food, let's not just think about sharing with our friends and family. Let's think about sharing with our, our community, too, because, you know, our, our November mission is to fill up Salvation Army food bags. Let's do that. And let's, let's give our, our food in service. And, and not only are we going to be thankful, but somebody else is going to be thankful. That's a win-win, okay? We're thankful and we're causing somebody else to be thankful, too. And then the fourth thing I think that we could do that the psalmist did. What if we set about keeping the vows that we made? You know, because God is faithful and God keeps his promises. What if we just said, I'm going to keep my promises too. Now, I don't know what promises you made in your heart privately to God. I do know. I do know from, from the liturgy in our, in our hymnal, I know what promises you made publicly when you were baptized. Because we all did. Uh, you were asked, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? And if you were baptized, you said, I do. You were asked, do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil? Resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. And if you were baptized, you said, I do, or something like that. And then you were asked, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord. And you said, I do. You said, I do. That was your public vow. And then after you were baptized, if you went on to join this church, you were asked to make this vow in front of God and everybody. You were asked, will you be loyal to the United Methodist Church and uphold it with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? And you said, I will. That's what you promised. What if we just kept those promises? What if we just publicly and privately every day said, thank you, Lord? What if we just as a part of our thanksgiving to just pour out our lives in service, what if we just said, I'm, I'm looking at my tithes and offerings. I'm looking at everything I give. I'm giving it not out of compulsion, but as a thank offering with thankful hearts. What if we said, well, I don't deserve it, but I sure did make it through. What can I do for you? Let's pray. Lord, um, 
when we look back and we think of what we have come through, then sometimes it's amazing that we even made it this far. And we certainly look back and want to say, thank you, Lord. But help us to do more than just say that. Certainly, we want to say that, and we want to say it out loud and proud, but help us to do more than that. Help us to consider, and it may be something different for all of us, help us to consider what that psalmist said in Psalm 116, what can I return to the Lord for his bounty to me? In Jesus' name, amen.
Now God has given everything to us freely. So let us go as thankful people, as generous people. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.